Today on Locked on Horn Frogs, which linebacker could be an X factor for the 2023 TCU football season? We'll discuss that next. You are Locked on Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. That's right, Lockdown Horn Frogs, your team every day. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are right on the cusp of 650 subscribers, so get to that, and then I won't bother you guys again until we hit the next milestone or get close to it. You can also uh, tune into the show via audio form anytime, every day. We're now available on the SiriusXM app. I'm going to start a series over the next few weeks where I'll look at X factors for this TCU football team. Maybe some guys who are a little under the radar, maybe some players who have not been talked about as much, and we'll try to decide or see, okay, where are these guys at? How could they be impactful for TCU football this season? And we'll start on the defense side of the ball today. And this is not a guy that I would say hasn't been talked about much. I feel like during his time at TCU, even though there hasn't been a ton of production, not totally his fault, a lot of it's due to injuries. Um, he's been a very interesting player to TCU fans. And that's Marcel Brooks. And if you know Marcel's story, a five-star talent, went to high school in Fort Worth, one of the best recruits in the country, goes to LSU, won a national championship there, was part of that 2019 LSU team that was incredible with Joe Burrow and Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. And he was on the defensive side of the ball. He was a situational pass rusher for them. Had one and a half sacks. I mean, didn't fill up the stat sheet in a huge way, but eight tackles um, and one and a half sacks. Had the occasional, you know, pressure. Was a factor on third downs. Would come in games, use athleticism uh, to get to the quarterback, and was part of one of the best college football teams in recent memory and probably in the his- history of the sport. That 2019 LSU team was absolutely stacked. He then enters the transfer portal, and TCU lands him, and he was a huge deal. Because, I mean, he is so athletic. He was such a talent. And really the question with Marcel has been twofold. It's been, one, finding where he fits. And then secondly, uh, getting him to stay healthy. And so he gets there with Gary Patterson's staff still intact. His first season was that 2020 COVID year, which was tough for everybody. He played on special teams, played occasionally on defense, didn't seem to really get in the game enough to make a huge impact. And 2021... Uh, They tried an experiment that did not work, but they famously moved him to wide receiver. He played on the offensive side of the ball in high school. He's an outstanding athlete. He's sort of a positionless player, has been in the past, because he's got a unique build. I mean, he's tall, he's lanky, he's lean, but has all the quick twitch type tools that you would want in an edge rusher and a linebacker. And so they tried him out at wide receiver, never really broke through in the rotation. And then last season, they moved him back to defense. And he played sparingly, got hurt. I believe it was in fall camp. Then came in, had five tackles. I mean, had a huge tackle in that KU game on third down where they hit the running back out on a little flare pattern, swing pattern out of the backfield. And if Marcel doesn't get there and bring him down, then he probably houses it and, and, you know, takes it um, for a touchdown. But he's able to get the tackle. Uh, Marcel, unfortunately – got injured again and was out for, you know, seemingly the rest of the season and has been working his way back this offseason. But 
He has a clear direction now. They have him at linebacker. He's super athletic. And one thing that we've talked about throughout this offseason is how is TCU going to generate pressure? How are they going to find a way to get to the quarterback, to make splash plays, to make tackles behind the line of scrimmage with a reworked kind of different defensive line from last year? And I think Marcel is one of those guys that could have a huge impact on the game in blitz packages in certain situations, coming off the edge, coming from different angles. And we'll see if Joe Gillespie uses him in that way. And then there's just the obvious, um, you know, making plays in the open field like you did in that KU game in a crucial moment where he chased down that running back. And if he doesn't make that play, then it could have been real trouble for TCU. But he got there and made it happen. I don't think he's going to be like your – linebacker one this season um, but I do feel like he could rotate in and be someone who uh, could find a good spot and a good purpose in Joe Gillespie's defense this year he's always been an interesting player because of the talent because of his background there's always kind of been questions about how to how do they use him um, I'm really you know it's kind of disappointing that he spent that year playing on the offensive side of the ball just because I feel like it it kind of stunted his development in some ways. Um, however, I think if he can stay healthy this year and comes back and is playing well, then you could finally see um, a, a special talent break out in Marcel Brooks. And he's one of the guys I'm looking for on defense. This linebacker group is really good. Have some questions about the D-line, but we've talked about the secondary, a lot of experience at safety. Um, transfer coming in, Avery Helmet corner, who's going to do, I, I, feel, I feel like, a fantastic job. Josh on the other side, who got so much experience last season. But then your linebackers, Johnny Hodges, Jamoy Hodge, more of your prototypical inside guys. Shad Banks, who's an outstanding athlete, and you saw made some plays on the edge last year. Terrence Cooks, a Texas transfer, who missed all of last season with uh, an arm injury and will now be back um, in the rotation. And then you got some wild card guys like Marcel Brooks. And Jonathan Bax is also a name that we've heard a lot of. Again, hybrid type player, could be an edge, could also be someone who you use in a more traditional outside linebacker spot. Um, but you always want athletes on the field, especially in today's game where you're going to see teams spread you out, try to isolate you know, their best guys on um, linebackers and safeties and players like that. And so we'll see if this is finally the year where we get a full picture of what Marcel Brooks could be. But I think he is definitely one of the X factors on this defense because it's not necessarily someone that you're counting on to be um, an impact guy week in and week out. But if you can make some splash plays and be, you know, uh, a deciding factor on some of those QB pressures, getting off the edge, making sacks, then that would be a huge boost for this TCU defense. Um, we'll do a basketball update in a second. I haven't talked about basketball in a while, so we'll do that next. I do want to mention, though, FanDuel. FanDuel is uh, sponsoring today's show. You can go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn take advantage of their no-sweat first bet deal. FanDuel is the official sponsor of the NBA, and the NBA Finals are coming up. Heat, they win that crucial game seven against Boston after you know having that 3-0 lead. Boston comes back. So they somehow find a way to win game seven in the garden. Nuggets swept the Lakers. Heat Lakers or Heat Nuggets, excuse me, should be a lot of fun. Jimmy Butler, um, Nikola Jokic, the Joker, who had such an incredible season again 
this year. Um, that nugget seems a lot of fun. And so if you want to bet on those games or you just want to bet on the money line itself or if you want to take some prop bets, some individual player bets, you can do that at FanDuel. They also have a safe, secure, and easy-to-use app that's simple to navigate. And I know when you're downloading apps, especially if it's coming down to something that's going to mess with your money, you're always like, what am I doing here? Well, FanDuel makes it easy for you. FanDuel.com slash lockdown. They have a no-sweat-first-bet deal going on. Put as little as $5 down and you can get up to $1,000 in bonus bets. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, or you can do it on the FanDuel app. They are a sponsor of the Locked On Network. We talked some football here. Wanted to give you a quick basketball update. Not sure if I mentioned this when it happened, but Damian Collins, the big man uh, from Kentucky who was originally from Atlanta, Texas, East Texas kid, he hit the transfer portal. Uh, TCU was interested. For obvious reasons, he's 6'8", great athleticism, great size, was a four-star recruit coming out of high school, didn't really crack the rotation at Kentucky, so he's looking for a fresh start. Well, he has ended up at LSU, and so TCU missed out on the big man uh, from Kentucky, and really that has kind of been the story of the last few weeks. They've had a nice haul in the transfer portal, you know, leading the way, Jameer Nelson Jr., the Delaware guard who averaged 19 points a game last season. They also got Trey Tennyson from Texas A&M Corpus Christi, um, who is a great three-point shooter. Uh, Assam Matafasa, the big man from Coastal Carolina, um, who averaged a double-double last year. We're trying to get one more big man in the fold uh, because Xavier Cork is really the only kind of leftover, holdover um, big that is currently in the rotation for TCU basketball, but hasn't worked out. They're still in the mix for Ernest Udea, the Kansas transfer, who's similar to Namian Collins, a big-time recruit out of high school, was at KU, wasn't really seeing much playing time, is looking for a fresh start as well, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of traction there. So um, that's who they're chasing after, have not had much luck getting that second post player in the portal. There is a deadline today to withdraw from the NBA draft, which means uh, we should hear from Damian Ball and Emmanuel Miller, whether or not they're going to keep pursuing. If, if there's no news, it means they're going to keep pursuing the professional landscape. And if they decide to come back, then I think that will be welcomed by the coaching staff. Uh, Mike Miles is obviously going to move on to the NBA, and we wish him the best of luck. I'll say this about both those guys, Damian Ball and Emmanuel Miller. If you look at their pro projections, you might look at it at face value and say, well, these guys should probably come back because they, it doesn't look like they're going to get drafted by an NBA team. I know Emmanuel Miller had a workout with the Mavericks. They could possibly be summer league invite guys, maybe two-way contract guys, play a little bit in the G League, get some time with an NBA club as well. But I, I've said this before. The tricky thing is the uh, only option for them is not the NBA. You could also go overseas and play pro basketball. And at a certain point, both these dudes have been playing college basketball for a long time. I will welcome them back with open arms. I know some TCU fans get a real headache with Damian Ball, but I think he is a really good college guard, great athleticism, can get to the rim, and I feel like another year of him uh, would be good for this program and for this team and would raise their ceiling in a big way. But my original point, both of them, you know, 21, 22 years old, have been playing college basketball for years. At a certain point, you have to look at the situation and say, okay, it might not get better than me for it is. It might not get better than it is right now. Like my opportunity to play pro bas basketball 
might not improve even if I come back. Because, yes, you have another year of tape, potentially another year of development, but the NBA is becoming more and more a young man's game. You look, you go look at the lottery, and you tell me how many juniors and seniors you see there. It's just not there. A lot of these guys are freshmen, sophomores, and you might look at the stats and go, why is, why is a 19-year-old who averaged 11 points a game a top 10, top 15 prospect? Well, these scouts and the GMs, they look at it and they say, hey, if I can get this kid who's not fully developed at 19, 20 years old and we can get him in our system, in our organization, we can get him working with our coaches, with our strength and conditioning and nutrition staff, then he should be a really – he could be and possibly should be a really, really good player in a few years in a more free-flowing environment that the NBA provides – uh, for some of these more athletic guys that maybe didn't put up amazing numbers at the college level. And so, again, I'm not saying they have to go. I think it would be great for TCU if they came back. Emmanuel Miller would be a really steady dude at the four spot, and we know what he can do. He's got a decent mid-range game. Um, he does a lot of the dirty work. He's going to get rebounds. He's going to hustle. He's going to play good defense. Decent free throw shooter. A reliable guy a good player to have on your roster. Damian Ball, you know, similar thing. Has a high ceiling, can make can make plays, great athleticism, guards really well. So we'll see. But for both those guys, I think it's just a question of another year, is it really going to help my draft stock? And at what point do I say, okay, I just got to take a chance and live with whatever happens because it might be my best chance to make it at the pro level. So we'll see what that decision ends up being, and that will inform sort of how TCU moves forward. The tricky thing now is you're in a dead period. So technically you're not supposed to contact these guys. You're basically just kind of waiting and seeing what's what's going to happen. Um, I mean, hopefully you've, you've built up good relationships up to this point, and you can reap the rewards later. But we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye out on what those decisions – end up being we'll take one more break here and then we'll wrap things up here on lockdown horn frogs so on tomorrow's show i'm gonna have jacob sailors on from the lepton drinking club we're doing another baseball show another preview of the fayetteville regional and just talking about this tcu baseball season as a whole and on friday um we will have some scouting from brian smith so good stuff coming up later in this week we'll continue our x-factor series as well as we go through the summer, this is Locked On Horn Frogs. It's your team every day. You can comment on YouTube. You can also hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Simcox Steve, and the show is at Locked On TCU.